Welcome to Concussion Stories, a Life Yana podcast series filled with hope. I'm here to let you know that you are not alone in your concussion recovery. I'm Melanie, and I spent more than six years experimenting, training, and learning in order to heal myself from a very bad case of post-concussion syndrome. And today, I feel better than ever before. In Concussion Stories, we dig deep while discussing hopeful stories of recovery, as well as the hard stuff in the messy middle. If you're struggling to focus, be sure to take breaks. Down in the description of each episode, you can find a table of contents in case you want to skip ahead. Let's dive right in. Today's guest is Bella Page. She is 23 years old and she is from Canada. I asked Bella to record this podcast episode with me because she is on a similar mission as I am on, to spread the message that you are not alone in this concussion struggle that you're in right now. Bella is a concussion survivor and host of the Post-Concussion Podcast, where she has over 30 podcast episodes waiting for you. Be sure to check it out on postconcussioninc.com. Today, Bella will share her story with you. And it shows the honest and painful truth about brain injury, as well as all the hope in the world that you can bounce back, just like Bella. This is today's guest, Bella Page. Hi, Bella. Thank you for being with us right now. Hi, thanks for having me. I was wondering, just to start this uh, podcast episode, could you tell us a little bit about yourself? So where are you from? What do you like to do? Who do you like to spend your time with? Yeah, for sure. So I have had about 10 concussions or more. I just stop at 10 because when you say more than that, it scares people. (laughs) And uh, so I am a concussion survivor. So that's me. I am 23 years old and I spend a lot of my time working actually right now. That's most of my days. Uh, Otherwise I dirt bike, which doesn't seem like it makes a lot of sense with a lot of head injuries, but I really like it. And otherwise I spend a lot of time with my family and spend a lot of time outside. So yeah, that's me. I already gathered from all of the, uh, your posts on Instagram and your information, your website, that you really like outdoor sports. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. For this sure. has also always been this way in your whole life. Yeah, ever since I was a kid, like I always, I remember it would be freezing outside in the winter, and my mom would have to actually drag me in the house because I would spend like from nine in the morning till ten o'clock at night in the cold outside all day yeah. yeah and it's in that way it's amazing that after your concussions so many uh you can still enjoy being outside and being in the outsides and uh doing sports outside yeah for sure yeah it's really nice and i just i'm not a big indoor person so it's nice yeah. how is that working out for you while doing all of your work I actually work outside a lot. So I bring, yeah, so I bring like in front of me right now, I have like my full setup with like the mics and all that kind of thing. But I actually take a lot of my work outside. I'll go sit on the deck or with like a gazebo. So I'm out of the bugs and I sit there and work there a lot because I would, yeah, rather work outside, at least in the summer, not in the winter, but yeah. 
Okay, so in during spring and uh, autumn, maybe you will go outside with a blanket. And... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, I should try that too. That's mm -hmm, nice. <laughs> yeah. Um. So you say that you're still doing. What did you say? Dirt. What was dirt biking. Yes. Uh, yeah, I do dirt biking. Yeah, it's fun. So it's like mountain biking or uh, like with an engine. So like motocross, trail riding, that kind of stuff. So a little bit faster. <laughs> okay. And yeah. um, uh, it's not like you have any fear of doing these kinds of sports after all these concussions. I used to have fear of a lot of things. Like for a while, I wouldn't do anything. And then I was kind of it was like I'd get depressed, like I'm kind of an adrenaline junkie. So mm. what I was learning that without any of these sports, I was having a lot of problems mentally because uh, I needed something else to do. So I got into archery because that's safer and less likely that I'm going to hurt my head. And then it just wasn't enough. So I started dirt biking and I used to be a show jumper, but with the dirt biking, I'm not obsessed. So I can do it like once a week, twice a week. And I also wear a lot of protection. Like I have a big helmet and a neck brace and there's a lot of um, safety aspects, but I would rather get injured doing something that I enjoy than mm -hmm. kind of like deal with the mental health stuff of not doing it at all. Yeah, I, I can fully understand. And it's also, uh, I ask because it's amazing to see because it's a really normal reflex to get scared mm -hmm. after being injured. Uh, and to hear you doing all these <laughs> things is <laughs> really special. It's probably why I'm injured so much though. <laughs> Yeah, is it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so like I got a lot of concussions. Most of them were, every single one of them was from sports or some activity for sure. Yeah. Okay. So can you tell a bit about how they happened? Yeah, for sure. So one of them was, a, there's only a few that I tell the stories because they have good stories. Uh, so one of them was a snowboarding accident. I was eight years old and my friend and I raced to the bottom of like in the middle of a hill, I guess there's two paths to get down the ski hill. So we went two different ways and we decided to meet in front of a jump. Now that I'm older, really bad idea. At the time, didn't think much about it. So we met in front of the jump and I had gotten there first and then someone flew over the jump and landed on top of me. And they were probably about 20, I was eight. So they crushed me and rolled down the hill with me. And we didn't really realize I had anything wrong with my head because like you have a lot of pain receptors in the rest of your body, not in your brain. So my knee hurt. So that's what I was concerned about because I was limping. And then I was dancing at the time and I went to dance that night or the next day. And my dance teacher called my mom and said, you need to come get Bella. Like there's something wrong. And I guess I was zoning out. I was dizzy. I couldn't stand. I wasn't talking normal. And that was one of my head injuries. Uh, another one, yeah. And then a lot of the other ones were horse riding. I got one snowmobiling. Uh, there's this 60 foot to 100 foot ridge. And I went to the over the only spot that happened to have a rock and flew over my slide into the ground. So yeah, it's pretty like really freak. It's just when I got injured, I got injured badly. Like I wasn't someone, I didn't fall off my horses like at all, but when I did, it was bad. So there was always like those kinds of things. Yeah. Mm. 
It sounds like a lot of um, bad luck. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, while uh, doing sports. And um, I know that for a lot of us uh, with, uh, with concussion, we already are quite traumatized by having one concussion. Mm-hmm. How has it been for you to have multiple? Um, well, when I was younger, I just didn't, I didn't really care because <laughs> I was just stubborn and young and like I was really into show jumping and I was addicted and like at the point where like I had coaches telling me what level I was going to get to and it was just, I didn't see myself doing anything else. So I just kind of ignored a lot of it. And the first few concussions, they healed in a few weeks, but actually what I ended up with was like the subconcussive, like the impact of all of them is what created the problem. Not one particular concussion was like, I got a concussion and all these problems started. It's I've hit my head so many times now that it's creating all of these problems kind of thing. But I never, I don't know, I never really got like discouraged or anything. I felt when the headaches, I had headaches every day for about seven years and I still, I still didn't stop. I just, mm-hmm. the only thing I was, I was nervous. Like, so last year or like this past winter, I went skating for the first time ever since I was probably like 10 or 12 years old. So it had been over 10 years and I like just had a hat on and we were just skating at my sister's house. They have a hockey rink. And I was like, I'm actually really nervous because the fear of hitting my head for things that I'm not comfortable with. So like riding a horse feels natural for some reason, riding a dirt bike, it's the same movement. So natural, but like skating doesn't feel safe or snowboarding when there's not a lot of snow, I'll go down the hill once and I'll leave because I don't, it makes me nervous. And then I don't like doing things when I'm nervous. Like I was dirt biking the other day and we were trail riding. So all of a sudden there was like a hill. And I mean, like, it was so big and so steep that when my friend went down it, he disappeared going down the hill. Like I didn't see, I'm at the top and like, it's so steep that like he went away and then I saw him at the bottom and I'm like, Oh, I don't know if I want to go down that. And I'm like watching cause like I haven't been riding for that long. And I was like, "Mm." I was like, no, now I'm nervous. So now I can't cause if I'm nervous, I won't do it. Cause I'm like, I can't, be overthinking it with the risk of the head injuries. Like I have to play it smart. So I just went a different way. <laughs> so you do have boundaries. <laughs> yes, I do. I do. Yeah. Um, and now um, you're at your, um, in your life, you're at this place where you're now helping other people, especially yeah. with concussion awareness. And um, how do you feel about uh, people sustaining a concussion and then um, they should take take it easy well that's at least what doctors say in order to avoid uh, sustaining more injuries but on the other hand you have this philosophy which i really admire that living sometimes is more important than uh, the risk of um, sustaining more injury for sure yeah how do you combine what is your vision about this So my biggest problem uh, with the head injury world, and I try to not only talk about sports because it's not just sports, and that's a big problem that's with the news right now is that they only see yeah. sports and forget about everyone else. But my thing is you need to take the break. So that's where I made a big mistake is I was hitting my head or I'd hit my head and then I was horse showing the next week. 
and I was competing and I never took the break and never taking the break and ignoring it all and just kind of being a stubborn teenager led me with way worse symptoms. I believe my recovery took way longer because of my inability to stop doing things that put myself at risk. But it's also important to let you like to live, but like after the initial impact, like putting yourself at risk doesn't make sense. It's just as a teenager, I also understand how stubborn we can be. Like we were talking the other day, how like if I got a concussion right now, and I got to the level of riding that I was like planning to get to and say I had like this huge horse show or Olympic level show to go to next week, I would have told you to get out of my face, I'm going anyways. Because it's interesting how competitive you get, like I get that point too. So it's hard yeah. to say that, like, no, you shouldn't, like I definitely should not do that. But I also get the addiction side of not being able to slow down your life, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you even should call it addiction. There's also just sensing. And yeah. living freely, especially it, after yeah, too, hardship. But, yeah. yeah, but it is a little bit of an obsession. Like as an athlete, like you're not, you're obsessed with playing and being on the field or whatever sport you do, uh, or like just your life. Like maybe you really enjoy your job, but being in front of screens for 10 hours a day isn't helping you, but you love your job. Like it's, hard to know where to step back and where not to and you just have to figure out what limits work for you yes exactly mm, when has it uh, when has your last injury been uh three I'm trying to think three years ago three winters ago i think was the last okay. concussion or maybe four three i think <laughs> okay. there's been a lot so yeah 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 mm -hmm. And, and uh, how long did it take for you to feel better after that one? Or has, yeah, has it, have you been feeling better after that one? Uh, the most recent one that I received was actually the snowmobile accident that I mentioned with the rock. And that one actually, it didn't make anything that much worse. Like I was already not doing great. Uh, I was doing a lot better than I had been, but not amazing. My fear with that was actually more mental than physical because I was terrified that I was going backwards because like in the last like two years before that I had made a lot of progress like health wise head injury wise like we had figured out a lot of things that were helping me and I was making progress so to hit my head again it's a big fear complex we talk about this a lot with what I do that when you hit your head again after a concussion it kind of is terrifying yeah. because your brain spirals like I remember being really upset that day and it wasn't I was in a lot of pain but it was more the fear that did I just set myself back two years I don't want to go through that again like yeah. that part happens and like it was more that that time than the actual symptoms getting worse it was more just dealing with the mental fact that just carry on with what you're doing you know what you're doing is working like try to not overthink what just happened to you kind of situation yeah. hmm. I really recognize this um, uh, awareness of, um, oh, sh sorry, I'm not going to curse, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> did I just make things so much worse? Mm -hmm. um, there was for me in a, about three years ago, I had a snowboarding accident, just a small one. Yeah. Um, but I just fell down so hard. Uh, and then I was like, 
what happened to my head right now? And for four days or so, I couldn't sleep just because I was like, uh, what is something happening? What am I feeling? And this is a really bad spiral to be in, as you say, because you're not focusing on the good things. So you're only reinforcing the bad things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How are you feeling now? How, how, where are you in your road to recovery? Yeah, for sure. I consider myself, I would never consider myself, you say you're recovered, which is wonderful. I can't say that because I still deal with a lot of concussion related symptoms that your typical person doesn't deal with. Like I have light sensitivity. I have uh, noise sensitivity still, like lots of those kinds of things haven't gone away, but they're a lot better than they were. But now I've just considered that like I live an adaptive lifestyle. Like I'm very happy with my life. I don't live in pain every day, but I know it triggers pain. Sugar does. Like if I eat like a cupcake, I will feel it in that hour <laughs> because it's a lot of sugar and things like that. So like diet is a big thing for me. And I carry noise canceling headphones everywhere I go. Uh, they're little, they go in my ears. You can't see them. And like things like that, I wear a hat in the summer all the time because the sun. When I go to the lake and it's really hot, I actually dunk my head every hour uh, because I find it cools off my head and then I don't get a headache the next day from being in the sun all day. So it's just living a life that works for me. I wouldn't say that I'm like symptom free and I don't think about it anymore, but it's just part of my day now. I don't think like I always use the dentist as an example. So I go to the dentist and when I go, I bring real sunglasses, headphones with music and I cancel my day and I have someone drive me and pick me up. And that is because I'm sometimes really dizzy after, not always. And then like the headphones help with the scraping noise because my ears are really sensitive. The real sunglasses help with the light. Like it's just part of my life now. I don't think about it, but it's definitely things that I have to do so that I don't trigger like headaches and things like that. Yeah, exactly. I understand. And, and because of living this adaptive lifestyle, you are able to do all the work that you're doing with your podcast, yeah. um, which is not only that, but people don't see, see there's a whole business behind it. Of course, you mm -hmm. have to arrange so many things so in many. communication with so many people. Um, that's, that's really amazing. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I, over pushed it in I think I launched the podcast this past January and then I started my master's at the same time in neuroscience and I was doing like the podcast and that and I only lasted about four or five weeks and then I shut down because I just was overdoing it I was doing the podcast stuff and all that which is way more hours a day than people think and then I was also in a master's program, which is a lot of hours. So it was too many hours on the screen, like the combination of all of it. Like I burnt myself out really hard uh, where I almost quit all of it. So I decided to take a step back from the master's because I'm really enjoying the helping people. Like uh, the connections are great and like making a difference to me is more important right now. So I had to choose. Like that's something that happens with concussions a lot is what is worth your health because like sometimes you're going to do things that you know are going to make yourself worse that the next day but is it worth it because sometimes it is like sometimes my family stuff that i'll do because i have a very crazy loud family and if i do stuff with them all weekend well monday is going to be a quiet day for me because i kind of probably pushed myself too much 
but that's okay because to me that was worth it. So it's just finding a balance that works for you. Yeah, I understand. And um, it sounds like you're, well, of course, sometimes you uh, move into the, in the wrong direction. Sometimes. But, um, it matters how, how fast you get up, of course. That's mm -hmm. the that all of us know. Um, and it sounds like you already know how to correct yourself if you feel like this isn't working. Yeah, yeah, I'm better with that. Where I used to get really mad, like on a, or I'd get kind of depressed. So like I'd go a week without a really bad headache. And then all of a sudden say Tuesday, I'm out. Like I'm in bed for 24 hours. I, I'm in the dark because I could barely stand up kind of thing because I did something. And I used to get really mad and then that would last a week because of the mental part of being like, I can't believe we're back into this. Like, are we really back in bed? Like, how did I live like this before? But now I'm a lot better. Tomorrow is another day and we can start it over. And then I bounce back a lot quicker than I used to. Mm, good mm -hmm. for you. Yeah, yeah that, that's really helpful. Mm -hmm. Especially in, in just in, generally in whole, in your yeah. life, right? Yeah. And um, how has your, um, experience with the medical system been in this whole process i have seen i always say a hundred doctors it might not be that high but it feels like it not just yeah. doctors but specialists like i've been doing this for i think this is nine years or more of dealing with specialists so it's i've had a very different experience so i've had doctor's appointments like people that have changed my life i had a dietitian that helped me relearn how to eat again because one medication I was on made me lose 20 pounds in three months and I didn't have 20 pounds to lose. And I actually got something called pharmaceutical anorexia. So I wasn't able to eat. And she spent a year with me uh, reteaching myself how to eat. And then she like, I really like that she wouldn't get mad because I wouldn't reach goals. Like I wouldn't eat as much as I was planning to that week. And like sometimes it took a month to actually reach the goal of the first week. And that made a big difference for me. But then other times there was medical professionals that I saw and I wouldn't see them again because one appointment I'd be done. And that happened a couple of times. Uh, one of them, I'm not a big fan. So my theory with all of the treatment that I do is that it's reversal. So I will take a pill, but I can stop taking it. I will do therapy, but I can stop the therapy but I won't do Botox because to me, it's something that's permanent. So if I have, I'm one of those people that like, there's all those scary like side effects on the pill bottle. I get one of them almost always, or I get one that's not even on the pill bottle and the doctor goes, I can't believe you're dealing with this. I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I've had night terrors once from one and they're like, this is a really rare side effect. I'm like, great, oh, I yeah, can't I sleep. <laughs> so that was kind of like my situation. So doctors that were like well this is your only option i didn't like that like i liked kind of coming up with a plan together so doctors that were like well you do botox or we can't start anything else and i'm like well then i'm going somewhere else <laughs> and that's what mm -hmm. would happen and yeah. it happened a few times or some like they do the pill regimen so it's like you come in you try it for three months you try they give you another pill you try again for three months and like i did that like i've done kind of a variety of everything. Uh, my family, we call them witch doctors, seen a few of those because they're not traditional, but they do things that maybe it'll work, maybe it won't, but it's all worth a shot. So that was kind of my personality while going through it is I try it. Like I will try it because I can stop doing yeah. it, right? Like I like that 
um, piece of like anything I do medically. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. But at least I know I tried. I don't like the idea of being like, like not a, really against trying like new alternative methods and things like that. So yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, so it's been a very diverse. Uh, yes. Gala. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so on the one hand, you had the doctor experiences where you're coming and you're going again, because uh, there was nothing really that they could do. On the other hand, you found like this Great dietitian mm -hmm. who, who really helped you yeah uh, forward yeah that's that's really good to hear um um i um how do you say that um moving forward with this you also wrote on your website that um sometimes in the med in the medical system you missed um the mental health perspective yes that's huge can you can you elaborate yeah, on that a bit for sure so i was severely depressed when this started I guess after, like when I, I always say I hit a wall. So when I hit my wall, uh, I got severely depressed because I all of a sudden couldn't do anything. So I was either in bed at the doctors or in hospital. And that was kind of my life for about a year or two. And nobody ever mentioned my mental health. Like no one really said anything. Like there was a few times there was suggestions like, oh, you should go to this counselor. And there was a few times where I did go to counselors, but I never lasted more than a session because I didn't like what they had to say. Stubborn teenager side of who I was. And nobody ever mentioned it. And even I went to one of the largest concussion conferences in North America for sports. And I sat there for 12 hour days and no one mentioned mental health. And it was about neuroscience, but still it was never brought up about any other patients or anything. And that, to me, that was really concerning because I ended up uh, being f well, forced. I had mandatory therapy is what I ended up with because I intentionally overdosed a few years ago. So then it was either you go into the hospital and stay or you go into outpatient, but mandatory therapy. So I did that. And I finally had a therapist that worked with me, we clicked. And that's also where I learned the importance of therapy because all the time I was always like, well, I have really good parents. I have really great siblings. I have really close friends. Why do I need a therapist when I can talk to them? And I didn't realize that that's not what the therapy was for. For me, I didn't need to just vent to someone. That's not what I needed it for. I needed it for the tools that she gave me because I had really bad mental health and we talked about that spiraling of your head. Well, mine was really bad, um, extreme, very suicidal, very depressive. So what she gave me was tools to stop the thoughts. And that is what changed my life. So I always say that like my puzzle was almost done for like my version of recovery and healing. And the mental health was like the biggest puzzle piece of the puzzle at the end that just kept getting missed. Or like I'd go to one therapy session and I didn't click with them and I didn't realize that I could have kept trying because you have to find one that matches with you. But a lot of doctors, they just didn't really see it. But I was also one of those people that the thing is, is this injury is invisible. All of it is invisible. And I was better at making it even more invisible than it was because I hit a lot of it. So I think a lot of that was on me as well. Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, I did the same and we are not the only ones we know, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, 
first of all, I'm I'm really sorry to hear all this, and I'm really really glad that you are where you are now. Yeah, because um, it's it's quite a story. Um, how so? This um, did you say doctor that gave you the the pills that stopped your thoughts? Uh, no or, tools okay. to stop them. So oh, tools. Like, okay. Yeah, so like mental health tools, like yeah. Uh, spelling a word forward and like more like uh, grounding tools and distraction tools just to get uh, the thoughts from not spiraling yes. to extreme levels so yeah yes okay then i misunderstood but then that's even better because then you have those tools again for life yes exactly and um it's really wonderful to see and also for our listeners to hear that even if you're feeling the way that you just described years later you can be in this oh, place Mm-hmm. We are now helping people and inspiring people yeah. uh, to live a better life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And it did. It made, like I always say, therapy saved my life. And I'm not kidding. <laughs> it really <laughs> did. <laughs> it really did save my life. Like it made the world of a difference for everything for me. I was wondering also, um, um, what are things that um, you can do today? that you wouldn't thought you could be doing again in the future? Yeah, for sure. Uh, I can read. It's a nice one. <laughs> it's mm. my favorite one because I couldn't read for a really long time. And before my injuries, I used to read a book a day. I was like a book nerd. I had books every, like we go on vacation, I'd bring five books. <laughs> like, you know, like I always had two in my purse because just in case if I finished the first one, I had a backup one. And that's how I was as a kid. So losing the ability to read and my memory was probably the biggest thing was I could read the page, but I couldn't tell you what I read. So that was like a really big problem. Uh, Doing university with that was very difficult, but getting my memory back was really big and the non-daily headaches. I honestly thought I would never stop having a headache every single day for about seven years is something you don't expect to ever go away because you don't believe it will. And I didn't believe it would. And when they started to like fade away, I almost, uh, the mental side of it was kind of weird because I would almost create a headache sometimes because I'd be so worried. Or like, I remember there was, I went a week without a headache once and I think I cried at the end of the week because I was just like, wow, like I don't know, I didn't know I could live like this. And then, so that was really great. But I also went through like, when the bad headaches came back, it was remembering that, okay, this isn't permanent again. Like I had to remind myself that like, you can not have these headaches. And so those kinds of things uh, were really important to me it was getting rid of the headaches, the memory, but yeah, I do. I wouldn't say there's anything that I can't do. There's just some things that I shouldn't do is kind of how I say it now. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, okay. That's a really important realization huh, that you've had um, and I have had too, that right, when you're in the middle of it, it can feel like what happened yesterday will happen tomorrow again. Yeah. But that is so not true. Mm-hmm. And um, your story proves it and mine too. And that's very important. That's a very important lesson that I want to, convey to our listeners. Yeah, for um, sure. Yeah. And um, I was wondering that um, coming from your story and um, uh, also doing what you're doing right now, are these the motivations to, for example, start, uh, do your masters again and also do the podcast? So 
The podcast came from my brother, actually. Okay. That's why I started it, uh, I guess, over a year ago now. He was like, do a podcast, do a podcast, do a podcast. And I said, yeah, okay, we'll see. Like, I really want to help people, but maybe I'll just do a blog or something. And so I actually bought all the podcast equipment and it probably sat for about like a few months. (laughs) And I had it all set up, but I didn't do anything with it. And actually once I recorded a few episodes, I didn't release them at first. It took me forever. I was like, oh, it's gonna launch this month. And my dad's like, oh, can't wait. And I'm like, ah, next month. (laughs) Because I was so nervous. And that is a big thing. And it is a lot of work. Uh, There's definitely times where I've been like, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, why are you, like you are putting in so much time and effort for this, but I get messages almost daily and sometimes a few a day and they usually make me cry. Uh, helping people, it's like the biggest part of it and trying to help people prevent them from doing what I did wrong because I made a lot of mistakes and knowing that I can prevent people from doing, at least going through this as long as I did or maybe as intense as I did or their family too is something I focus on a lot because it wasn't just me going through this. It was my siblings, it was my partner, it was my parents and we miss all of that. Uh, Everyone always focuses on me and they forgot that well, my little sister doesn't understand what's going on because her big sister can't go to school or can barely remember yesterday and things like that. Or my parents wanted to help but couldn't. So that was really hard on them. So I try to focus on a lot of that and that kind of keeps the motivation going for sure. Mm, that's a beautiful story. And I find it, <laughs> I, I really find it wonderful that from all of that uh, came this and um, helping people um experience less of the hard things that you're experienced i think it's the most beautiful thing that you can Mm -hmm. get out of it yeah for sure it was really nice for me to speak with you in general so aside from the episode because uh every time every concussion story again touches me and um i'm very happy that you're sharing your story and helping people giving this positive power positive energy sending it into the world And um, thank you, Bella. Yeah, well, thank you so much for having me. Now I would love to hear from you. What do you take away from this episode? Is there something that you can apply to your life right away? Head on over to livejana.com and leave your comment now, or you can leave it below this video. And if you want to hear and read more concussion stories, actionable steps and inspiration, be sure to subscribe to the LiveYana email list while you're there so that you never miss out on new materials we constantly make for you. Thank you for listening to this Concussion Stories episode by Liveyana. May you be well and may you be happy.